Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, Well Women. Giovanna Rossi here. And before we get started today, I want to just let you know about the two question quiz on our website that is free that you can go to and answer these two quick questions. And it really is a very cool way to access the Well Woman Life Framework. And um, I wanted to share with you one of our listeners and community members um, wrote a little review of the quiz, which was awesome. So I was going to share that with you. Elizabeth says, I'm so impressed with the two question quiz. I answered it a few weeks ago when I was down and not only did two short questions come up with a quote unquote diagnosis that was right on, it came up with what to do about it actual practical stuff. In my particular case, I needed to sit with the feelings. I felt like I had been given permission to honor what I was going through and it made it less scary. I just did the quiz again and the meter has moved up to the next stage. Once again, spot on along with how to approach it and activate my superpowers. So that was Elizabeth. Thank you for that. Um, if you want to do the quiz and let me know what you think about it, email me info at wellwomanlife.com. And you can get to the quiz by going to wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. So today on the show, we have Trish Hoffman. And if you're looking to tap into your own power, which is what we're all about here on the Well Woman Show, um, this conversation with Trish Hoffman is going to be great for you. We talk about how women can realize they do have the ability to fight back and keep themselves from becoming a victim. As a former police officer and survivor of stalking, Trish decided to take what she learned to create her own business, Women Against Crime, which teaches hands-on self-defense skills for women. On the show today, we talk about how women can be empowered in their lives, strategies that women can use verbally and physically to help protect themselves, and realizing that women have a voice and can have a say in how their lives will unfold. You can find all the information and links mentioned today at wellwomanlife.com slash 168 show. You can also continue the conversation in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. Now to my interview with Trish Hoffman. I'm speaking with Trish Hoffman today. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. I We haven't really tackled this topic in a while, so I'm excited. And Trish, let's just jump right in. I would love for you to share with listeners what you are working on right now and how does it impact women's lives and well-being? Well, what I'm currently working on is in the last year, I um, really kind of dove into Women Against Crime, which is my company. And the motto is empowering women everywhere. 
I actually started that, oh my gosh, in 2001 when I was still on the Albuquerque Police Department. And I recently retired just in the last 14 months after 23 years with the police department. And so what I'm doing now is I'm taking not only my experience, um, everything I learned from survivors and victims and offenders, believe it or not, and taking that into my personal safety and self-defense business. And so I'm really attempting to, um, I'm giving women the skills to defend themselves if needed. So I'm not only doing that verbally, but I'm actually doing that physically showing them. So I actually teach actual hands-on self-defense and there are very few instructors that do that. Okay. Interesting. So let me dig into a few things that you've just mentioned. First of all, you are a former police officer. Is that right? Yeah. So you were trained as a police officer, you served and and what was like, what was your main focus as a police officer? I know, I know you all are assigned to different beats or whatever. What, what was your main focus? Well, I had several, but, um, I, I want to just share something with you. In prior to being on the police department in 1995, the reason I came to Albuquerque is because I am a survivor of a stalking. And so I actually came to Albuquerque in the middle of the night from Arizona because I was having such a difficult time prior to the anti-stalking laws. And so I had a stalker for about a year a little over a year and um, I was afraid and alone and scared. And the final, the final straw was that I was threatened and I didn't want my parents to have to go to my funeral. So my family and I, we made a decision that I came to Albuquerque and based on that experience, as well as a long wish to become a police officer, that actually probably really, um, pushed me into law enforcement. And so when I first came on the department in 1995, my goal was to get the bad guys that were doing this to other women, whether domestic violence related stalking incidences. So my first part of my career was really driven by that. Um, I had the ability to go and track down these offenders and actually arrest them and attempt to make the the victim slash survivor safe in that incident. So that's how my the first part of my career went. I, I stayed on patrol for a long time, almost 12 years. And I worked every aspect of the city. And, you know, that's taking calls for service and a lot of interaction with the community, taking accidents. So it wasn't geared for a specific crime. It was geared towards all crimes in the first part of my career. And then I uh, was picked to be the public information officer, which is the spokesperson, and I was able to speak on behalf of the chief and the department. And so I was involved in every high-priority call. So any homicide, um, violent crime, I would go go to it. And I did this. I actually did it several times. I kind of did it overall for almost six years. I did it first for four and a half years. Then I was promoted to sergeant. I went back to being uh, the PIO for a short period of time. And then my career kind of changed. And then I went into internal affairs. 
I went into investigations. And so things kind of changed. Okay, so all of this led you to have a, a pretty long career as a police officer and then and then to retire from that and then start your own business. And we'll talk about that. And I, I want to pick up on something else that you mentioned early on, which is that you help protect women, both verbally and physically. And so obviously self-defense, we think of, you know, physical protection. But what can you tell listeners about what, you know, how, how we can actually begin to protect ourselves just through our language and our words before it gets physical? Right. Um, so, you know, I talk about a lot of different things, but one is, is really getting into a mindset for survival. You know, that's kind of going over in your head a what if situation. For example, Um, my mindset is it's changed over my, not only my career, but my personal kind of mindset is I'm not going down without at least two hits in. And that's continually what I tell myself on a regular basis. And then it kind of developed into, okay, if I am getting into an altercation, if I go to the hospital, someone else is going to the hospital and they're going to look worse than I do. And so that really is a mindset. I actually continue to kind of tell myself so that I can know not only mentally prepare, but I physically have prepared as well. So it's a mindset, um, committing to yourself to protect yourself. And that again, comes with a mindset knowing that, you know, a a couple different tips that, you know, not only do you have to be aware and be observant and kind of know what's happening around you, but knowing that you are going to commit to protecting yourself. And so continually kind of going over that in your head and, Trish, what about the moments before it get like, what about the the sort of interaction with a possible offender before it gets physical? And and I'm thinking of a lot of women in their own homes, right? With, with partners. So, um, right. That's a great question. Um, So, you know, there is some like verbal conversations, you know, really using your voice, actually telling someone what you want them to do, which is get back, get off. So, I mean, if it's a domestic situation, I think, again, kind of having a plan in place, you know, not only telling someone um, what your plan is, whether if prior to being actually in a physical altercation, really using your voice, that's kind of key. When I teach, um, personal safety, one of the things we talk about is that we really set the stage for how, you know, the way we walk, believe it or not, without saying anything sets the stage, you know, having a walk with confidence. And I know that I didn't, you know, I didn't, um, come up with that, but, that is really true. I mean, we tell people a lot about how we look, whether we're distracted, if we're on our cell phone, if we have our shoulders back and head on a swivel, um, that actually kind of gives off the presence that we're, we're not going to be the path of least resistance. So not only mentally, and that's without saying anything, you know, there is a lot of verbal, possible verbal interaction that will go into something prior to an actual physical hands-on. So it's about um, 
having a good mindset, being able to use your voice and telling someone, you know, what you want them to do, which is get away. And then also the suggestion is carry something for your personal safety with you. You know, whether you're walking to your car, walking in a parking lot, walking at a grocery store, these are all things that um, are all prior to um, hopefully deterring you getting into a physical altercation. Yeah, I think you're right, though. So much of it comes off in um, your own mindset, your how you uh, car- carry yourself and your body, and also how you um, how empowered you feel uh, about yourself and how confident you are as a woman or as a person to to ask for what you need and want and not accept the things that you don't want. And I think that's where it gets muddy is when we start letting things go into that gray area of like, I don't really want to do this, but I'm not going to speak up. Well, and you know, I think too, we've kind of been, we have been taught that from a very small age to as a woman, as a girl, as a young child, as a teenager, we're supposed to be the nice one. And so we apologize for things a lot. You know, I I have training that we really have to change that, that thought process, you know, if I'm striking a bag and I do it wrong, I, we tend to apologize and we shouldn't be sorry for things like that. When we know those are things that we're trying to learn to save our life. We, we don't need to apologize if someone thinks we're rude because we didn't hand them money or, you know, we got confronted and it was something we didn't want to do. We don't need to apologize for that. So it really is kind of having that inner self-confidence and, you know, that takes work. That is not something that is easy for everybody. And so again, it's kind of training yourself to get in that right frame of mind. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you do trainings and how much of it is physical versus some of the mindset work? So it's about 50-50. I mean, um, the first part of the class, I usually typically would have been doing in the last couple months that have really taken off was more corporate training. And so what I ask is um, that employees really should take stock in their employers and train them to be safe, not only at work, but outside of work. And so I usually do an hour of presentation and an hour of actual hands-on self-defense. And then kind of what came from that is, you know, like, for example, Friday night, I have a class I'm doing for a bunch of women that are going to get together at someone's house. And as long as they have 10 people, I'll go to them. I'm very mobile that way. So I bring kick bags and um, all the stuff that we need to do an overall training, but they usually last about two hours. I do private sessions as well. And all that re- requires is an email to me to, to request that. And I'm going into schools. I'm going into, I usually have way more than 10 people, but it's usually 25 is max. And that's kind of what I can manage. So that's do it. So it's about 50, 50. Awesome. Okay. So we'll put links to your website in the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. And we'll make sure people get, um, can get in touch with you. And, you know, we do monthly well woman events and it would be great to have you come and train our women. Would love to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Put me on the email blast so I can attend one of those. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Trish Hoffman. 
Okay, fearless well women. You did the seven week challenge with me or you saw a bunch of us doing it. And I know you were interested and it piqued your curiosity. And so I want to ask you a few questions. Do you want to work on your goals and not other people's? Do you want to feel in charge of your journey, not like a bystander? Do you want to say all the things you've been keeping silent or do all the things you've been waiting for permission for? Do you want to come out of hiding and be you beautifully, passionately, and purposefully? This is what Fearless Week was all about. And we're opening up a program called Be Seen, Be Heard, which incorporates all of this into one six-week feminist and mindfulness-based program to get you results in income, intimacy, and impact. So whatever it is you're trying to do, if you want more confidence and less less self-doubt, clarity around the results you want to create in your life, a roadmap with exact steps to get there, and an understanding of how patriarchal systems have suppressed your ability to be seen and be heard. We're going to use mindfulness to cut through the noise in your internal and external environments in order to get you the results that you want and get you seen and heard. So join me June 19th to July 30th. Go to wellwomanlife.com slash be seen, be heard. And I'll look forward to seeing you in the program. This episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. Okay, we're back with Trish Hoffman, owner of Women Against Crime, a personal uh, safety uh, company. Actually, why don't you say what it is? I probably just completely messed that up. Yeah, that's okay. Um, it's a, I teach self-defense and personal safety and it's so much more than that. You know, that's kind of the arena that it fits in, but, um, it's much more of a connection, you know, and really empowering women to be able to let them kind of have the upper hand, if you will. It's about learning different techniques, target areas, and then really empowering women to, protect themselves and let them have a say and a voice in how things go for them. Well, this is so aligned with what we do in the Well Woman Life community because we're empowering women every day to ask for what they want in life, you know, in general. And then, and then you're specifically going into, you know, the aspect of, of safety and, and women feeling, feeling protected and safe. So I love that. 
for what you're doing as well. It seems like, you know, I love that. I love empowering women and connecting with other women that are doing similar things, but just in a different niche, you know, I think that's so important. And that's also what I'm trying to do. So it's great that we were able to get together because in, you know, again, there's a lot of women out there that are trying to do something similar, whether it's in a leadership role or a management role or a safety role. And I think we all collectively have a lot to offer together. Yeah, absolutely. And that actually leads me right into our segment called superpowers for success. And I'm going to ask you a few questions that we'll kind of go through, you know, you know, quickly, but the answers to these questions really help um, inform our listeners about what kinds of things have worked for you and what they might be able to try. So, um, the first question is, what does success in life mean for you, Trish? Um, I think it means um, getting back up when you've been knocked down and that you actually learn from mistakes. Because I think a lot of times people don't talk about their failures. And um, so success to me is that when the one person says to me, Hey, you made a difference to me when I took a class of yours 10 years ago that I've actually left my mark and that I leave a legacy that I was a trainer and a leader. And that I truly, my motto is empowering women everywhere. And that is what success is to me, even if it's just one person. Awesome. Okay. When did you know Trish that you were really good at what you do? Um, that is a great question. I think I knew um, when several people said, you know, the way you speak to women, we we can relate, you know, it wasn't that I was a police officer, it wasn't that I was um, really necessarily talking them, talking to them about different aspects of safety, it was a that I was able to relate to them and I'm, I'm the same as them. And I go through those same things. You know, I'm out by myself alone. I go grocery shopping, get my hair, get my nails done. And so I feel like I'm very relatable and I'm, I'm approachable. And I think that that has really um, helped me. And then I've been told, you know, that I've actually made some impact on people's lives. And I think that's when it really kind of hit me that, okay, I think I'm, got a good handle on this. And I think I have a really great way to present it. Yeah. I mean, it's great when we get that external validation from people being impacted from our work, but I wonder if we can push this a little further and deeper to ask you, was there a moment that you can recall when you just knew in your gut or in your heart that you were totally doing what you need to be doing. Like you're, you're really good at what you're doing and, and you're, and you're just on the right track. I think, um, I think it was a gut feeling and that I knew, I know that this is what I was meant to do for a number of different reasons. I, again, I feel like I have the ability to connect with people, but I just knew in my heart, this is what I was meant to be. And it wasn't money driven it was motivated by wanting to make a difference with other women. And so I just knew this is what I was meant to do. Okay. And Trish, can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your own well-being so that you can do all of, all of what you do in the world? 
Um, absolutely. You know, I'm, um, I go to the gym, I hike probably three days a week. Um, I really try to work on myself a lot. Um, I meal prep, I do juicing and then, you know, I have some outside things that I do outside of my business and outside of that, I volunteer for hospice and I really, um, am devoted to making sure that I keep a good schedule. Um, you know, it was kind of a transition for me from a law enforcement career into running my own business because there's a lot of flexibility in that. And, um, scheduling everything really keeps me on track. And then it's really important for me to maintain really good friendships, you know, and be the support that I need to be for other people as well, because I have a lot of people in my corner. So I think those are some of them. I really try to, um, self care, you know, exercise is important to me. It keeps me, um, physically fit and really good for my mental being as well. And I hang out with my dog and I like to work in my backyard. And so I think those things on a more personal note kind of keep me, um, balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? (laughs) Superpower. That is a great question. I think it's my ability to give uh, get give out the information relatable and physically show someone how they can protect themselves. That's my whole goal. Um, so maybe to uh, be a leader in and a trainer for women. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I love that because that was probably there all the time, but you've you've sort of rediscovered it now in your second part of your career that, that this, this. I did. And I I really do think that was there all the time, but it was just didn't have the ability to completely come full circle. So I think there were areas of that, that I was doing, but not to this level. That's what's so great about having your own business. That's what I love is that you can really do what you're called to do and what you love doing. So, yeah. And it, you know, the flexibility is great. You know, I, I teach classes when I want to, and you know, that was not an easy transition for me from working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week in the police department to, um, really kind of call on the shots and train when I want to train. And it was a, it was not a simple transition. So that was a big learning curve for me, you know, kind of how to, embrace that and be successful in it. So, okay. So Trish, what advice would you give your younger self, say your 25 year old self? I would say dream big. You know, if you want something and you have that goal in your mind and in your heart, keep after it. Because when I, I started the police department when I was 25 and it wasn't always a great success in every avenue of it, but I kept at it because it was new. I was something I wanted to do and all the naysayers and the people that were not encouraging that actually kind of fueled my fire. So I would say dream big. Nice. Okay. And then Trish, do you identify as a feminist? I think, yes, I think I am. I think I'm, um, I'm all about women's issues and sticking up for women's rights. And I feel like I'm doing my part. I feel like I'm doing the work with my hands and my feet. And 
my voice. So I, I believe I, I believe I identify as that. Yeah. Okay. And last, uh, last couple questions. What makes a good leader in your mind? I think a good leader is, um, really someone who can listen and have a little bit thick skin that if something isn't working in their business, in my case, if something isn't being um, explained the right way, then I think I need to have some reflection about that and be able to change things up for it to be better the next time. So I think a good listener, like know your truth and really just be yourself because if you try to be something you're not, it it's going to come through. So I really think just be honest about um, the way I am and that it's okay to uh, think big and that I want people to think I'm uh, admirable and that I, they can be and do something that I've done before. Okay. And last question, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? Ooh, that's a great question. I am reading... I'm reading uh, The Culture Code, The Secrets of Highly Successful Groups by Daniel Coy, Coyle. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's, um, it's, uh, I, it's just, I just recently started it. I was given, given it by a friend. And so that's on my night table. And the other thing that's on my night table is, it's not really on my night table. It's in my kitchen in the morning. But it is the... Um, the calendar for you are a badass and it every day it has this great message on it. Um, and I always read that every morning. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll link to the, um, the books that you mentioned in the show notes, wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. And Trish, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, Giovanna, thank you so much. I think uh, what you're doing is great and I'm honored to be on your show. So I really appreciate it. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your well woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Women Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.